0: this is cute did you bring this i had another one but of course i broke it oh (laughs) yeah i break everything yeah my grandmother sent me a hat and two teacups oh she's the best so now it's just for show (laughs) yeah one teacup yeah Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tea with Abby. This is season two, episode three, and I'm so excited to have my guest here as she was probably one of the first entrepreneurs I connected with at Capital Factory when we started our accelerator program. Welcome, everyone. Give her a big shout out. Her name is Daniela De Stefano. That's that? right. Yeah. Amazing. You said it right. Cheers. Welcome. Cheers.
1: Happy to be here.
0: I'm so happy you're here because um, I feel like you were one of the first people I was able to connect with during that first week of just sheer terror of, oh my gosh, we are really diving into starting our company. Um, so before we get too much into the tea, uh, would you tell our audience who you are um, and what you've created and what you do?
1: Great, so I'm Daniela Stefano pachon and I am the co-founder and COO of TripLoop. And TripLoop is an app software for group tour operators to manage and communicate with their travelers. They can share their itinerary, have chats, have kind of like a social feed, and it all works offline. Because we've enabled offline mesh networks, which basically uses a Bluetooth on your phone to send messages and updates and so forth.
0: That's so important, especially when you're traveling international and you might not have Wi-Fi or or things like that. Um, What sparked this business idea? How did you guys get started?
1: Yeah, so if you think about it, like we've really entered the digital age for traveling. Um, In the past 10 years, you can think about how you used to travel and how you travel now. Mm -hmm. And your smartphone has become the most essential part for your traveling purposes. So it's kind of along that line. But my co-founder and husband, Diego, actually went on a trip with 45 uh, like high school students mm-hmm. through 13 countries in Europe, and he had to manage them with other coordinators and realize that there's a lot of inefficiencies and repetition of information mm-hmm. and that through your smartphone, you can solve a lot of these communication problems. Um, coordination frictions that there are along the trip so from that we kind of designed trip loop and uh, our other co-founder joined which is our technical co-founder whose name is also Diego and then we went on this whole you know journey of talking to more tour operators talking to teachers and realizing that this is not just you know a one group problem but it was an industry-wide problem still is And, yeah, we've been working ever since. And since then, we've closed a partnership with one of the largest tour operators in the world, which is the Japan Travel Bureau, and the largest student tour operator in the U.S., World Strides. So,
0: woohoo! Yeah. That's (laughs) brilliant. So, like, a timeline. How long have you guys been on this journey? Yeah, so in 2016,
1: we uh, started kind of 2017 Mm -hmm. more... Officially, because we started as student founders in the University of Texas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we were kind of in an accelerator there. That's with Capital Factory, with the founder of Capital Factory, Josh Bear. Mm-hmm. So he's a teacher for that class. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, we, we really loved what we were doing. We believed in it at that time. We had validations and say one from our mm. customers. You know, investors and all of that are always going to sit in front of you and be like, when you don't have anything yet, they're going to totally. doubt what you're doing. But if you have customers from day one, you know that what you're doing is actually solving something for someone yeah. so you don't give up. Right. Um, and then once we graduated in 2017, that summer, we went into it full time. And I mean full time. Instead of looking for a job, I drove Uber. I like sold alcohol. Yeah. I did all kinds of weird jobs that I could do. I cleaned houses. like Anything I could to pay my rent and work on my startup.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Cheers yeah. to that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I think that's the part that people feel like they don't want to talk about. And um, I'm not ashamed of any of the side jobs I've had. Yeah, babysitting, I've lifted, I've tried Postmates. Um, I used to dr- dress up as a Disney princess and entertain at birthday parties. <laughs> but I think that's so important that you, you know, clear it aside. You know, what you didn't need and you made your priority bringing this thing to life and, you know, you found a way to make a living, pay your bills and it, you know, who cares what those things were. Um, You did it anyways and you guys made it happen. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I think what surprised me the most about meeting you guys was one, I loved meeting another couple was in it together oh yeah and I'm sure we can we can get into the tea of, of what it's like <laughs> to run something with your spouse because um, we have two couples on our team mm-hmm. um but then also that you know it you guys started as students and um in the middle of getting your degrees which from you know what I remember getting my degree I, I, I'm like I would have never been able to balance a business um <laughs> Do you feel like you've caught up in your your work-life balance or because you've always been juggling um, your business with finishing up your degree, figuring out how to be full-time, do you feel like you've hit a balance point yet or are you guys still navigating Mm. this lifestyle?
1: Yeah, I think we're never going to hit a balance point. Like I've settled (laughs) on that's never going to happen because I have this personality of wanting to do everything. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and that sometimes leads to unhealthy lifestyle. So I would love to say that I work out and eat well and, um, work and and all of this, but that only happens on some days, you know, like I wish that was every day, but some days I literally sit at my computer and then I look out and it's nighttime and I'm like, okay, (laughs) I forgot to like eat and get up today. So that is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But also at the same time, I am used to juggling a lot of things. So a long trip loop, I also lead like Austin's community of travel innovators. And every month we host an event, a pitch night, a breakfast, a happy hour. So, you know, handling those two things, it's good because I like the diversity of, you know, switching from making an awesome product to help people to making an awesome community and helping people. This is so, beautiful. Yeah, it it as long as there is a way of of helping people and there's gonna be a conversation that I have with someone where they're like, This is what I've wanted my whole life or this is actually really helping me, it's all worth it, you know. Yeah. All the burn. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> how do you and Diego balance working together as co founders and operators? Is is he the CEO? Yeah, he's a CEO. Oh, cool. So how um, you know, do you f- have you figured out a way to like switch off work mode, or do you think you're you guys are always kind of like, um, you know, very early on because we d- we have a co th- uh, third co-founder as well, like um, you know, this experience of like it's late at night, Albert rolls over and he's like, oh my god, I have I want to talk about this business idea and I'm like, no, 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 we can't. like Georgie's not in bed with us like mm. let's wait until the morning. like do you how do you guys you know balance being um married but also, Working together every day. Yeah, so
1: the most important thing for us has been communication. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the times when you're in your work environment, when you're in your home environment, things happen that you don't like. And a lot of times you brush it aside because you're like, well, I don't really have to confront this person beyond this interaction. Sure. Maybe I'll see them next week, but it's not a big deal. I'm just going to let this when you're working with your husband, there's not really that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can you can try to bury things that are petty. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you don't get to get home from your work. Like, you know, he's right there, which is great. It's just that we have to have all this honesty and transparency. However, because Diego and I do business development and our other co-founder is the CTO, mm-hmm. He kind of – we do tell him, like, what our plan is and strategy and Mm -hmm. everything, but he doesn't really care to be there for all of our conversations and ideation and stuff like that. We kind of just come to him and we're like, this is the whole plan we've thought out. Like, what do you think? Um, So in that sense, it's really good because – When we're home and it's nighttime and we have ideas, that's kind of where we get the most inspired Mm. and after a few drinks and we're like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) We figured,
0: we got it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We figured this out, like, or eating dinner or a full day. Like, last week we were in Washington, D.C. with some clients. So the whole day we're interacting with them and then a few hours passed, we went to dinner and we had this great idea. And so... That kind of stuff is fun. Mm. But when there's problems and you keep wanting to like you roll back around to the problem, that's been hard. Mm -hmm. And I think the healthiest thing to do is literally to stop and be like, we can't solve this today. Mm -hmm. We're probably we can solve this maybe tomorrow. But it's nighttime at this point. You know, it is a big problem. It does feel terrible. But our relationship comes our mental health comes first. Of course. So just drop it you know
0: yeah yeah I think that's smart having that boundary of knowing when to put something to rest sleep on it let's come back to it tomorrow we still love each other and that's that yeah um w- during you know this past couple of years um I'm sure there's been a lot of both highs and lows um and something I love asking founders about on this show is like being really honest, like. Is there a challenging lesson that you guys had to learn on this journey so far or something that has stuck out as being like a, a, a pivot point for you guys where you had to like go through something that didn't work so well, you didn't work with somebody, you had to fire somebody or something that this massive bug on your tech? Um, has there been any uh, issues you'd love to share with our audience
1: (laughs) all of the above (laughs) all of the above have happened we've been um i think at this point many times in situations where with my co-founders we work out all of the ways a certain situation can go out Mm -hmm. and sometimes there's you know or it's over kind of thing like this could happen this could happen this could happen or maybe it's over. Mm. And that's that's not in her hands anymore. It's in right. other people's hands, like decision makers at mm-hmm. that point. So moments like that are really hard because you give so much to this company, to this venture that you have, that you sometimes forget your value beyond that, you know. So mm. On those days, I tell my co-founders and my team to take a break and remember your value. Remember who you are beyond this company and that whether or not this, what the future holds, whether or not we go forward with our venture, it doesn't change how valuable we are as people, how successful we are, you know, all of that. And there are really moments where you don't feel that anymore, where right. you think, like, if this fails, I failed, and imagine all of the people who didn't believe in me or believed in me that right. are going to be let down or they're going to be reinforced, right. like...
0: Yeah, because it's hard when something that you're spending all of your time pursuing, um, you know, kind of molds and becomes part of your identity. And so oh, yeah. when things don't go right, it yeah, you uh, you feel the weight of it as if it was somebody... You know, like cutting off your arm and it's like, um, you feel so responsible when things don't go right. Um, yeah, it's. I, I feel like we've had to learn how do you separate what goes wrong that we're responsible for and what's just like simply out of our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the things we've needed to learn is that, you know, when people are not meeting up to our expectations or you know something in their process isn't going right um you know it was hard to realize this at first but in those moments we need to look at ourselves and say how did I not set up this person for success um so that was like a humbling lesson for me to learn but I think you're right and I, I sometimes I think I have to remind my co-founder about this that like um you're a person you're a human outside of this you Yeah. Know? like there's gonna be other things you create in this life and this is just one of them and regardless of how this goes I love what you said Um, you know you're still valuable I think it's really easy to forget that yeah Um.
1: yeah like for me it's just uh, taking a day and you know hiking or doing something Mm. that I'm like this is me you know I'm a happy great person (laughs) with so much light and so much to give the world Mm. this is not I'm not gonna let this like identify me or my success right I am in a way, but I'm not gonna let it take from me. You know, right. I'm just gonna let it give to me. And if it doesn't work, then yeah, you're I still one. <laughs> yeah, you're still
0: Daniela, the, the amazing person you are. Yeah. Um. That is so true. Um. What about wins? Have you guys experienced uh, anything that felt like, oh my God, we're doing all right. We're gonna make it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It just happens also all the time because. If I'm still here talking about Trip Loop, it's because (laughs) every time I've doubted or we've doubted uh, what is going to happen with our company, we've prevailed. Um, So as I said, we always kind of go through all the scenarios. Mm -hmm. And lucky for us, a lot of the times it's been the best kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. So really for us, for me, the biggest thing has been validation from clients. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest wins for me was getting back – uh, feedback from some of from a trip that used our app and all of them saying all of the students that were using it were saying, Wow, I feel safer, like this really helped me, I found my way when I was lost. Those are the things that when we were when we're designing the app, that's what we want to create, that emotion mm. of, hey Trip Loop's got my back. Like I got lost, but then I opened Trip Loop and I found my way. That's what we've always wanted. So getting those results to me was, like, the best. Right. But then my other kind of big win on a personal level was public speaking, uh, being... uh, So I think I've told you Mm -hmm. this, and I tell women all the time that if you're a co-founder and you're a woman, you should really be on the stage. Yeah. Because that gives you this competitive edge and all of these great things. But also imagine other women that are sitting there watching you pitch because when I started to pitch, my biggest problem was I didn't know how women were supposed to pitch Mm -hmm. because I didn't ever see women pitch. I didn't know how they walked, body language, how they got their voice. Like I saw, I know how guys do it, but I don't want to be a guy. I want to be a woman pitching. So that was really hard. Mm. I think we judge ourselves a lot. So when we're on a stage, we think people are looking at our body or hair or like our makeup or things that, you know, no one's looking at that. People are thinking about what you're saying. Right. But you think that so you get yourself in this psychological kind of cycle of fear and anxiety. So I went through all of that got coaching classes and I still get really nervous, but I've, Got into the place where I've pitched in, you know, a stage in New York, a stage in like Lucerne in Switzerland, in Silicon Valley, and you know, hundreds of people, <laughs> mainly men, yeah. and 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 gotten off the stage and thought like
0: I did good, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that's big
0: personal win. Isn't that so true? I don't think men are getting on stage at all and being like. Oh my god everybody's staring at my tucked in shirt or like something like that (laughs) or my butt (laughs) yeah but like instantly women are trained to first feel all these physical insecurities and it's hard to shed those so that you can walk on stage or in front of an investor and feel credible and knowledgeable and it's just wild that um, like that's exactly what I was thinking the first day we pitched here at Capital Factory. It was like um, how I looked, yeah. Rather, not like what information I was sharing, you know. And um, I think if women just realized uh, if they can free themselves from those insecurities, um, how powerful they they are. The hardest thing about this most recent chapter has been um, how much our presence affects. Per, like productivity and so we haven't gone you know we stayed here for the holidays mm-hmm. we haven't traveled anywhere um Albert hasn't gone anywhere since April mm-hmm. and like I'm talking like okay we went to Wimberley like we've gone to Dallas but like we haven't left Texas and um I I'm starting to feel the strain of <laughs> Texas <laughs> of Texas a bit and like it's the same weather the same all the time. And um, I'm craving some inspiration Mm -hmm. and I'm lacking that right now because I'm in the same environment 24 seven. And I know how important it is to me, not just as a creator, but like as a human. Um, Fortunately, where I was raised, it's, you know, the Northeast is so compact that you can travel about an hour and a half in any direction and be in a completely different place where it's the ocean, the city, Vermont, New York. um, There's just so much variety. And um, with that, I was, I I was able to be really spoiled in getting to constantly experience new cultures, new foods, new things, shows, art, you know, and down here, it's um, a lot of it's repetition. Like there's
1: just Austin. <laughs> yeah. There's like nowhere else to go. We
0: love Austin. Nothing you know, it's been we're so grateful to Texas for all the opportunities it's brought us. But who are who who we are as humans, like our hearts need um need variety to feel inspired.
1: Yeah. You gotta you gotta take a break, <sighs> even if it's just like a few days to enhance your productivity actually. Like exactly you need it. When you're feeling uninspired like that, it's like you really have to take some vacation. And yes, those days you're going to miss out on some work, but you're going to come back so refreshed that you're going to like work two times better.
0: And I'm sure you guys are in the same boat where it's like, you're kind of working every day.
1: Yeah. But being in the travel industry,
0: we travel. so Right. So you get that little bit of...
1: Yeah. A word I hate. It's called pleasure. (laughs) Please business leisure
0: travel (laughs) it's not quite a vacation and it's not quite business it's like in the middle
1: yes it's like you're gonna go to new york for a pitch but you're gonna stay the weekend to enjoy you know kind of thing oh i like that so we do that
0: i we're we're definitely uh, moving towards that because um by the third quarter this fall uh we want to start um uh, like really connecting back to the Northeast um, mm. and the just huge amount of creative professionals that we are connected to up there um, and at that point we should have you know a really great working technology and it will allow us to be a little bit more remote in our operations so I'm really really looking forward to to getting to that point and ultimately that's why I'm part of this i am not trying to create something where i clock in monday through friday here in austin like i am absolutely i'm not ashamed to say i want to create some um autonomy for myself like oh yeah you know like that's why we're working so hard to do this yeah sacrifice right now short term for like long-term payoff hopefully right it's an investment huge investment what do you think um Uh, in terms of investment um and you know you guys I've seen you pitch at one of the competitions here and you were phenomenal by the way I know that um when you shared that with me about how uncomfortable you were at first with pitching I was like I would have never guessed that because I think um you you bring a really calm and approachable um presence on stage but how has navigating this space as a woman, in investor, uh looking for investment or partnerships. Do you feel like you're ever up against like what uh, in terms of the travel industry, what's what's like one of the biggest obstacles for you guys?
1: Yeah, and thank you by the way because I think you're awesome at oh. pitching too. I actually you're one of like the best examples I've seen. So, thank you. That means a lot. And um Yeah, being a woman in the space and whatever industry, but just being a executive woman and especially with your own venture and being young and looking Mm -hmm. young is so hard because there are people who lift me up and they're like, wow, you're such badass. You're like doing all of this Mm -hmm. and we believe in you. And then there's people that are in the middle that say, hey, you're a badass, and you're probably going to fail on this one, but then after this, you're pure gold, which I hate. Yeah. (laughs) And also, but it's like a weird backhanded compliment where you're like, thanks, but no.
0: Right. Wrong. Okay. Challenge accepted then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah. And then there's finally like the people that are like, you're a little girl and you're in over your head and all of that. So... Or, you know, walking into a room of investors and it's just 15 men <laughs> and I'm the only woman and I'm in a dress and I just feel like I something here doesn't belong and that's me. Mm. And so there's a lot of imposter syndrome yep. of being like, maybe I, who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's days where I wake up and I'm like, why would it be me who would be successful in this? Why would I deserve this? All of what imposter yeah. syndrome is and in case... Someone doesn't know what that is. It's the sensation of thinking that you don't belong or you don't deserve something because of social labels or, um, yeah, discrimination. So I'm a woman, I'm Latina, I'm an immigrant. I have so many things that, in a societal kind of view, shouldn't amount to huge success or won't amount to huge success. Mm. And because of that, I feel like an imposter sometimes. Mm. Which is wrong and and no matter how I wake up that day, no matter if I wake up feeling like I don't deserve it or if I wake up feeling like a thousand bucks, I still have to walk into that investor room or that meeting with all the confidence in the world, right? secure about what I'm doing and and, and whether they say yes or no and most of the times they say no, walk out of that meeting still like a million bucks yeah.
0: being like, well, fine. <laughs> What do you do to get yourself to the headspace of being like, whew, okay, I got this. Is, do you have any tricks or things you do? Um, I think like,
1: I have like a um, mantra mm. and it's to be tenacious and gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the tenacious aspect of that. When people tell me I'm tenacious or anything like that, I take it as a huge compliment because it's like the way I see that is uh, being kind of this crazy leader that is ready to take risk and and ready and really hungry and ready to do anything to get where they want to get. And the gracious part of that to me is the heart, Mm the um you know i'm upset that you did this but i'm gonna hug you and we're gonna walk forward together Mm. so i repeat that a lot and then another thing that really pushes me is that at this point we're a team of like seven people and when i think about all and then i also have uh, an advisory team Mm -hmm. of like five amazing you know very successful people so when i think about all the people that have worked on our product that have put in all these hours that and it kind of boils down to these the sales meeting or this investment meeting Mm -hmm. it's not it's so much bigger than me at that point that it doesn't matter how I'm feeling i need to shut those voices out because when I needed my CTO to develop this feature in two weeks because that's what the client wanted he did it he put on his pants and he did it when I needed um, our design team to make something or you know, anything like this, people come and do what they're supposed to do. So I think of them, and I love them. I love my team. And I think it doesn't matter how petty I'm being. (laughs) This is, you know, for them. Mm -hmm. I think of my family coming here and sacrificing everything that they did, so that me and my sister have the opportunities that we have. And I think, this is for them. So every time that I feel, I'm like getting emotional, that I feel not strong enough, I think about who my team is, my culture, my family, and I'm like, I have to be strong. It doesn't matter. Like, this is bigger than me, you know? <sighs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being so vulnerable and open. I, I feel that there's no better way to kind of wrap up this episode with with that feeling of be tenacious and gracious. I love that so much. Um and it comes back to that feeling of being gracious how it does remind you that, you know, you are strong enough and you can keep going. So Thank you so much for sharing that with thank us. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, I think we're coming to the end. Um this is the part called our statement sip. I don't know if you had planned to bring that saying, but to me that really stands out as the statement sip of the day. So this is what we do: we take our cups, we're going to look directly into the camera, and we're going to say the statement sip to be tenacious and gracious, and then we'll cheers and take a sip of our tea. Okay. All right. All right. To be tenacious, tenacious and angry. gracious. Oh, I, thought we were oh, going I said to I said cheers first. Now I'll take a sip. <laughs> oh my gosh. That episode was incredible. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Daniela from Trip Loop. Um, thank you. How do we
1: find your product? So you can go to triploop.com. Cool. Or you can follow her Instagram, or you can email me directly at daniela at triploop.com. I hope I don't regret that. Don't make me regret that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. That's another episode of The Tea. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you. Woo.
0: Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Scents, visit us at our website, www.blendedscents.com, or follow us on social at Blended or at BlendedScents.io. See you next week.